0: In Trouble hey, hey, hey And hey Welcome 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 back To the 34th episode of Born in Trouble I'm your host, John X Bring Male. you on this soul ride For the next hour or so We're gonna just be talking
1: some shit. Now, did you do that because Soul Train Awards are going to be at the Apollo Theater for the first time ever? Are they really? Yes. Wow, I did not know that. And see, you were you were you were riding the ride.
0: I'm like connected. I'm connected. Yeah, subliminal with the universal soul vibe. The universal Love, peace and soul. Believe it. From Philadelphia,
1: Mr. Robert Brooks. No pronouns. No Just Robert Brooks. Just Robert Unlike John X Male John or Detroit Red rolling with us. <laughs> got, young Mal- got young Malcolm rolling with us. That's right. Uh, That's right.
0: Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? Detroit.
1: How
2: y'all be?
0: We're feeling good tonight. We're all feeling good tonight. Mr. Gene Hopkins won't be joining us. I think he's shell shocked from the aborted, attempted 34th episode last week. Gee. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Holla. Holla. We took a week off this week because we actually did record something, but I got to tell the truth. Your boy was kind of mad. I was in a different space. And as soon as I got done recording the hour, I clicked off, said goodnight, and said, fellas, I don't think I'll be using that. And that was it. (laughs) Because your man was off the hook. I was off the hook. Rustin, Dave,
1: Chappelle. and you and your your boys were probably watching Thursday night football, trying to yeah, trying to see if I, the Eagles were going to cover. I think we yeah. were
2: all on one. Yeah, we were on, all. on some level. You think yeah, so? I think we was all on one.
1: You know, but I have to take responsibility. Yeah. I have to take responsibility. Like, like, do you believe in young Jalen Hurts? Uh You said what? Do you believe in Jalen Hurts? Because last week you were like you were like young Jalen gonna get a lesson, and he got. Oh yeah,
2: one. yeah, yeah. He Jalen Hurts ain't ready. I mean, he he could he could be ready if he. But here's the thing though, he ain't a white boy. So he ain't gonna get, you know, five, six seasons to figure out if he's some good. He's gonna get like two.
0: He's got this year. I mean, and
2: this is really this is really his first season. This is really yeah. his first season, but they gonna consider it his second season. So, you know, next year they probably gonna draft a quarterback because they're gonna have to draft capital to do it.
0: Yeah, this is it this is his one year. So you and know,
1: you can't coddle an athlete in Philadelphia right now because that went really horrible for the basketball team. So everybody's going to be on on right. extra standby for coddling athletes, mm, ben Simmons. making them believe that they're better than they are. I Australia's won't say any names. Australia's
0: finest. Australia's finest. You know, I was trying not to make the show about um, popular culture so much, but since we already opened up the can of worms and everything, Ben Simmons, what the fuck, dude got his bag. He's just like he—he's making every. He just makes everybody look bad, you know. Bruh, how
2: how, how are you gonna be making seven billion dollars a season and you can't make a free throw? But I mean, come on, Yeah. come on,
0: yeah. And what they're asking for him—that's the incredible thing about you. Know, like for me, they're asking for a superstar player, a rotation player, and like d- three draft picks for a guy that can't hit free throws.
1: Yeah, you that's because they're paying them that kind of money.
0: Yeah, they want to pay, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to get their investment back. They're trying to get somebody else to eat their mistake. You know, right. and that's never going to, that's, well, it might work.
1: There's, well, I think I think part out. of their thing is, I think they, they've dug in. They're like, you know, he's it's a, it's a hedge, fund, hedge fund guy who owns the Sixers. Right. And I, they're kind of like, oh, really? He doesn't want to play for us? Like the GM came out and said today, this might go on four years. Like if we don't get the deal we want for him, We'll just keep Right He'll we'll say he can't he'll say, he'll say he can't play And we'll just keep docking him
0: mm, I kind of like that You know not So do I, yeah. I I'm not usually on the side of Battle owners. of attrition I'm Yeah I'm not on I'm not usually on the side of owners But you sign a contract You know what I'm saying You gotta show the fuck up And really what he's mad at Is that he didn't dunk the basketball how
1: Right How the fuck How the right. fuck
0: how the fuck you like make your team responsible for you not taking the shot? It's like at least if he if he goes up for the dunk and he misses it, at least he or tried. it gets blocked or
1: it gets blocked.
0: Yeah. At least he tried, but he passed the ball, hung his head, walked into the locker room, walked his ass back to Australia and shit and tried. No, no, to no, to LA. I'm gonna say Australia because he was hiding he in the pouch LA. of some goddamn kangaroo.
1: <laughs> uh, no, he he's he's modelizing. Yeah, like my man is, my man has grown. uh He has grown accustomed to the celebrity life. He just bought himself a seventeen and a half million dollar pad out in L.A. Yeah. After dating one of the Kardashian chicks, he's dating some British model now. Life is good for Ben Simmons. Yeah, life. Is yeah, good. no doubt. You know, congratulations. But he forgot that he's got. He forgot that he actually has to do a little bit of work to keep that going. Like yeah, he's yeah. got to put the ball in the hoop to keep that going.
0: Yeah, he don't want the job. He don't want the job. No, he
1: don't. You know, he, he want does, he want the trappings, but he, doesn't he want the he guarantee. want that guaranteed money though. Yeah, and he doesn't want to. He point wants that guaranteed word. money.
0: You know, shooting free throws is very simple; it's a mental thing. You know, I. But that's the. But I mean,
1: it, it goes deeper than that with him. Like he he believes that the team should be structured around him. The team right. is
0: fucking structured around him. That's the which whole is the problem. Point. That's the whole point. Like, how the fuck are you gonna ask a team to like not? They they did everything to make that team. Like make up for the fact that they that their power forward, small forward, couldn't shoot a fucking fifteen foot jumper. He can't shoot a fifteen foot jumper.
1: Is their point guard?
0: I, he was their point forward. They got rid of their yeah. point guard so that way he could become their point guard. And a motherfucker can't shoot. He's not a threat. Won't shoot. He won't no. shoot. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I love defense as a defensive player. He's probably worth half of his contract, but that other half is just like you know.
1: You're, you're being generous. You I'm think being very. That, oh,
0: I'm being very generous. I'm being very generous because he can't score a little bit. He puts pressure on. He puts pressure on the D. You know, it's it's like he does do some things that are good, but he's not no fucking world breaker. The, the,
1: that he, the, that he yeah, that they that DLA signed issues. him to.
2: Right, yeah, the right. Is, they, yeah. they, Go ahead. they signed him to a deal. They signed him to a deal that's worth more than he actually than he actually is. Yeah. So if you if 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 he confidence is a fragile thing, man. If he if he had the confidence, like if he made a couple of shots and worked at his craft, he could probably get better. But the problem, and the problem is, is and I don't know this from you know experience or anything, but it seems like too many uh, like sports cats don't really hone the craft. Like, they don't love it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like hip-hop. Like, you can kind of tell who loves what they do and who does it for the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Ben Simmons, I mean, he just seems like, all right, I need to, I, you know, I'm, I'm six six eight or whatever he six, is. Ten. You know? Yeah. I'm, it's okay, better so than I'm getting six, a real ten. job. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Well, you know what? The signs were always there with him because... When he came out of Australia, when the big question was, is he going to try to go pro or where is he going to go play the one year? I don't think he had the option to go pro when he came out. I think they changed the rule of the year after that, but he chose LSU, a losing basketball team with generally no other players. And with him as the leader of that team, they won like, they went from being like supposedly the top team in the country because he was coming in and they ended up in the NIT like less than 500. So it's like, he didn't even try to come over and try to compete at the highest level. So it's like the signs are in, this is all in hindsight. Now, when you take a look there, at there, it,
1: there, there's it. a, there's a guy who actually wrote up a draft report, a pre-draft report about him and basically said, yo, this guy um, will love the lifestyle, but doesn't want to put in the work and he didn't compete at LSU. So what makes you think that he's going to compete in the NBA 81 times a year? Mm. They're like he didn't try. He didn't try to uplift LSU on the road. Mm. So why? What do you think is going to make him try to uplift his team on in the NBA for eighty one nights in a more physical, more mentally demanding league?
2: That's deep. Yeah, that's yeah, spot on. Exactly. That's deep. And it, so it's funny, like when you, when you talk about uh, like he didn't want to compete. Like he went he went to LSU. It like that just puts me in the mind of because it's football season. Like Sam Darnold. The thing I remember about Sam Darnold. Thing I remember about Sam Darnold the most is that when he went to the combine, he didn't he didn't participate. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean he he didn't throw the ball, right? So so you got all these quarterbacks out there. Everybody's doing their thing, showing their wares, blah blah blah, and you just so whatever that you say you're not going to do it. You don't have to. I, so so the handwriting was on the wall for, for that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's it's a similar thing to me. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you, if, if competition, competition is supposed to bring it out of you.
0: Right. And if you perform bad, if you perform bad, what a lot of people are really looking for is for your competitive spirit Anyway, you know, your numbers, right. are your numbers.
1: And how you bounce back from that. Like everybody has a bad day, but how, how do they handle that bad day? Exactly. exactly.
0: And Ben Simmons has decided that he handles it with margaritas and models. So
2: kudos <laughs> to
1: you. Yeah. You know? Hey, I, my I, my question is, yeah. where is he going to live? Because he put both of his places in Philadelphia up for sale. So while he's suspended, where are he going to live? Well, oh, well, he, he wasn't coming back to Philly anyway. Oh, He came back.
0: He's not trying to stay inside the confines right. of Philly. He's probably at, he's probably in the condo next to you, motherfucker, right outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not. Like, right. He's safer in Jersey. It's not really a hundred percent Philly vibe where where you are, and everything. It's got that Philly flavor.
1: But made a million dollar house in Morristown that he that he put on the market the other day.
0: Yeah, well, he's not going to. His his, on. His,
1: nearest, his nearest neighbor was 200, 300 yards away, and he put that on the market. He's yeah. trying to get out of Dodge. He's trying. He, to forget, get, he forgets how these rules work.
0: Well, you know what? He's got a lot of. He's got a lot of money, though. Sooner or later, he's just going to figure it out. He's going to show up and just be that dick at the end of the bench. I just don't. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't even like talking bad about athletes like that. Because first of all, I don't know this motherfucker. I don't know what he's going through. I don't know his situation. But when you get to something like this, it's just like he's just shitting. And at the end of the day, he's going to be gone someplace and we will have collected like uh, $200 million from that contract, plus everything else. He's going to walk away with like he's got a, like a $250
1: million umbrella. He's good, you know. Well, he should be, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. He if should if be. He if he doesn't spend the next two years suspended. Yeah, right. my man. My are- man showed up at practice the other day. Mm-hmm. Never took off his sweats and practiced with his phone in his pocket.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. You know, like what? so nice. he
1: might wind up. He might wind up blowing half of this. Like he might wind up suspended for half the year. He might wind up suspended for two years if he if he really thinks he's gonna dig in.
0: Well, half of that it's like man, Ky- it's like Kyrie. Kyrie's looking at getting half of his salary, but half of his salary is sixteen million.
1: So and Kyrie's a little, be, yeah. Yeah, a little bit more Kyrie
2: advanced too. to Kyrie don't live that life though. No, Kyrie don't really live that, that life. You know what I mean? Like Kyrie is, he's a, he's a different cat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it doesn't make as much of a, it doesn't make as much. It doesn't that value to him. He has a different value system than probably right. the average person. So I doubt that yeah, he's when, ever going to go broke or he's ever going to blow it or yeah. just be reckless
2: when ESPN does the next 30 for three, the next broke 30 for 30, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ben Simmons on there. I would be shocked if I saw a Kyrie on there.
0: I think it's pretty difficult now for, for even Ben, uh, ben Simmons to run through that much money. You know, what's he going to do? Well, Bad real estate deals. Absolutely. Well, the, money,
2: the money is not, the money is not, it's not the same. Like, on a scale, the money, the money is, it's worth less, right? So you got to spend more of what you have. And then if you, you know, I mean, if you saw the the 30 for 30, most of these cats end up going broke because of their entourages and just like bad spending habits, not necessarily, you know, going into bad business deals, but just, you know, tricking off half a million dollars at the casino.
0: Well, the good thing for him is that he's from Australia. So, any entourage he has, he's picked it up in the U.S. I can't imagine picking, picking up like five or 10 people.. My
1: but so I the mean US. he signed a 26.62 million dollar contract his rookie year. So he's got all that money, and then he signed a 177 million dollar contract that he's one year into. So, it's so he it's 200 million that's guaranteed to him, but at this point gross. in time already, he's you know gross. that's before the IRS gets any of it. And his agent, and his agent's going right. to take his cut because his agents you know got to keep Adele happy mm-hmm. um but mm. so he's got a seventeen and a half million dollar house in l a he's got a five million dollar house in Moorestown, and he's got a three million dollar condo downtown, mm. so that's twenty five million dollars worth of real estate. That's pretty much what he's netted in his career right now, right right, that first contract right. yeah. And how how many years was the second deal? Six second year, uh, five year, hundred and seventy seven
0: years. Well, he also has endorsements and things of that nature. So yeah, well, yeah, I'm not gonna try to imagine what's in his pockets. But the way I mm. see it is like with the stock market being the way it was, anyone who had like excess money during this pandemic that ha- doesn't isn't richer now than they were beforehand, then you deserve to go fucking broke, for real. <laughs> Because the market has just been going up and up and up. And if you have a halfway competent advisor like we do with Orlando, you know, there's no possible way. There's no possible. And I don't even have a whole bunch of money. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, it just just doesn't make any sense to me. But they can cancel that brother all they want. Like, they can cancel Dave Chappelle all they want. Dave, Dave Chappelle ain't giving a fuck right now. Because his next his next contract, he made fifty million. He's getting a hundred, and if you cancel him and you make it so no net, so no outlet will fucking like show it. He's going pay per view, and then he's really gonna make right. two hundred million dollars. So it's like I was thinking about that, and I didn't even want to talk about that because really. The, the similarities between what we talk about and where we started on this show and what Dave Chappelle does for his stand-up is stark. And we were in there before they, or even at the same time, simulta- this is just that thought process. So it's like the, pro- the thought process of a cognizant black man. You know, a lot of his thought processes are, they run along, they run parallel. And thinking about it, the upside for that or the downside for that, for what Dave Chappelle is, I don't see one. He doesn't, he's like, you know, Ben Simmons, 300 yards towards his next neighbor. He's living on a farm in Ohio. And I thought crossed my mind today. And I saw a video with these people protesting against him. And in a protester coming and fighting uh they said a supporter of Dave Chappelle, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, Dave Chappelle has made it because he's got all white people arguing
1: for and <laughs> against. How about <Right>. that? <laughs> for real. Yeah. How about that?
0: Both sides, both sides, and that's how you know it. it's too late. You're you, you can't cancel him. and I won't even get into the reasons why you shouldn't want to, beyond the fact that he started a conversation. And a lot of this stuff is really not about what Dave Chappelle said. It's really about people trying to get their pound of flesh. People who weren't on the show, who didn't come up with the set, who don't go up on the show. Same way when you're in the music business and everything, you got the one dude that writes the song. You got the other dude that performs the song. And by the time the shit is over, you've got 10,000 people that are getting a check off of that shit. And that's all they're doing is they're making checks off of this dude. Or they're trying to make checks, trying to get attention, all these other things. The brother started a conversation, take it from there. If you can't have conversations in this country about anything, then we're pretty much done. We're done.
2: That that seems like where where the country is is going though as a whole, is that they wanna they wanna push a particular Narrative, and I I shouldn't say they want to push, but there's a particular narrative that's out there. However, it got to be out there, not to be on some conspiracy theory shit. Um, However, the narrative got out there; it's out there, and they and there's a there's a demand by people for everybody to feel the same way that they feel, and that's right,
0: and that's yeah, it's horrible. And another thing that crossed my mind about that, just piggybacking on that thought process, is that. All of the, they, every time they attack, it's always, it always like for some reason, it's always a black man who's doing well. So it makes you wonder, why is it always the black guys that there's nobody else that said anything bad about the trans community publicly?
2: Yeah, but they, they can just blend in though. Yeah, they can't. The, they, the, they the can reason, the reason black different. people are vilified, right. But the reason black people are vilified so often is because it's easy to vilify them because they look different. In the mainstream,
1: right? They're, they're a darker shade. So they look different. So I, I used to always say that during the uh, the Obama administration, mm-hmm. like they used to get on Eric Holder and whatever, and they'd say, oh, this person's talking to this person. Like, yo, because when there's a room full of white people talking to each other, it all just looks the same. But when Eric Holder goes over and talks to some white dude, everyone's like, yo, who's Eric Holder talking to?
2: Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know. Exactly. There's, re- there's, there's one black guy in the room. Everybody knows who the fuck he's talking to.
0: There's repercussions on every side. You know, the yeah. white guy that gets talked to, they want to know what, what Eric Holder say to you. You could have had a conversation with, like, the leader of the free world, you know. Putin could be in the room, but they're worried about who Eric, Eric Holder's speaking to. You're right. You
1: know, that was, like, spot on, bro.
0: Spot on. Every mm-hmm. once in a while. Every once in a while, you get one.
1: No, it's, it's a good thing I didn't have my snack earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Although I did watch Half Baked this were you, afternoon. Were
0: you, were you going to have a Delta 8 snack? Uh,
1: no, no, no! I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna saute some plants. Wow. I was gonna steam some plants, and then, you know, inhale the uh wow. the herbaceous aromas.
0: You know, we pushing them gummies right now, boy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hell.
1: Good gummies. Gummies are the way to go. I, I was out with with one of our one of the dudes who we went to high school with the other day. BBC gummies. And he was like uh gum. he uh he was singing the praises of uh of the gummy. I gave him a gummy, and he was uh singing the praises big time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. It's cra- it's crazy. I
2: just looked at the laws and uh Delta Eight is, is banned in Michigan.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't sell yeah, in, in Michigan. I can't sell mm-hmm. in Michigan. I got a big disclaimer on my website and everything. It's funny,
1: I was I played golf out in like Westchester, PA, which is, you know, five minutes from the end of the earth, seemingly. Uh, And there there were a couple, it's farm country out there. And there were a couple places that were advertising that they were selling Delta-8 gummies. Right next to Hades? Is that Hades, Pennsylvania. Isn't there Hades, Pennsylvania? (laughs) It's it's not next to Blue Ball, but it's close.
0: (laughs) There's a Blue Ball, Pennsylvania?
1: Yes, there is.
0: Damn. I am not living the Amish game.
1: have a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> they obviously do.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I, they I make good chicken, though.
1: I can't, <laughs> yes, else. they do.
2: They they raise great chickens.
1: Yeah. I passed a couple Stoltzfusses on my way. There you go. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, now you're speaking that you guys are speaking a Midwestern language. This is why we're in, <laughs> we're an international pod. We're an international <laughs> pod. Right. So now we're getting into pretzels and Bavarian treats. So <laughs> I
2: can't get in.
0: I haven't had schnitzel in quite a while still, so, if
1: ever. No schnitzel? <laughs> schnitzel? You'd like schnitzel. Yeah. You'd like a little schnitzel. A Pounded a, real thin. It's a Dutch treat. A little, little coating on it.
0: It's a Dutch treat.
1: It's so a there's, Dutch a good treat. German bar. there's a couple of good German bars downtown Philly. We could go over there. See, this is I you- to get you to come down. Just, See, just remember is- 15 at my
2: limit on snitching groovers. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, this is why this show. Baby, hey, goes-
2: I'm
1: not from Havana. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See,
1: this
0: is why this show goes wrong. I have no control sometimes. I, 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 can't, I can't bring it back to where I wanted to bring it. You know, I can't. It's like where you want to way- bring it. Because you're, right. you're talking about You're talking about snitching rubbers. Now it's like it's all over the place. Just is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway.
2: All right. So where are we going? Where are we going? Uh-huh. We going? We
1: going? I'm getting in line. Where are we going? Where we, it's it's John, right want to talk about about the nobility of taking L's?
0: I don't want to talk about the nobility of taking L's.
1: There's almost no there, nobility in taking L's. Is there, I was about to say, is there a nobility
2: in taking L's? There's well, a,
1: see, I mean, they, that, they, there's always depend- a lesson to learn. There's always a lesson to learn, and there's always like, and a lot of it depends on. You know the l is the definition, like a lot of things that like I've gotten to the point in life now and, and Grant probably has been there for a longer time than I have been, where yeah, a lot of the shit that people consider taking an l i'm I'm good with that l like yeah you yeah think that's right. an l? oh I'm good with that yeah <laughs> right. I'm good I'll take that mm-hmm. one easily I'll keep, <laughs> yeah. I'll keep sliding on down the street, that's good, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Think right I took an l all right. And, and, it was,
0: and that was exactly the point like where is that line where you think that you've taken you know where do you cross that line at what age do you cross that line where you get to where you where you are where taking an L just really doesn't like matter because a lot of this stuff is perceived you know as I went through my week of like of revisiting and readjusting and reimagining and thinking about that horrible episode that was aborted that you people will never ever hear i speak
1: but grant but grant did and grant was grant. very nice enough grant not did. to charge him a fee for therapy thank you thank you you know it was, it was all of us should have hit the brother us. for a copay
0: it, it was all of us and i know why i was angry and i'm not going to i'm not going to give it that power cuz it's like you know it's like this is for this is for my church folks we're not giving it that power uh. See, <laughs> we avoid, avoid the power. <laughs> ah, nah, nah. That was the one fun thing, though. Oh I did do Lord. Some new Things we're not going to give that negative energy that power that it had last week, but you know it is a thing, though. There were there were some things that were discussed last week, and it made me reconsider a lot of. What's going on in this world, and what's important and what's not important? And perception but that's that's all. Perception isn't important, and we we keep getting on here. We go on the show, and we we explain to these people, or we try to talk to people and explain to them how perception is important isn't important. But I don't think they're getting it. <laughs> right. <laughs> then
2: I. But the it. thing, the, the thing about it is, my perception is important to me. I have to be, I have to be wise enough to realize that my perception is not important to everybody else because they all have their own perception.
0: Right. And right.
2: So I can't, so I can't force my perception on you.
0: Right. But this whole Chappelle thing is, that's exactly what the point is. Your perception, Dave Chappelle is saying that your perception is what it is. Where am I, how, where am I expected to not be involved in your perception of your life? Like, is it okay? uh it it, this it had me thinking it did have me thinking and that's why i like the conversation because it did have me thinking it had me thinking about um where is that where is that line between like participation in your life and participation in my life where's that line where your life becomes more important than mine do I have to really like go out and physically say something that I support something that has absolutely nothing to do with me at any point in time or most points in time? That's really what the right. that's really what the discussion is. The discussion is like, you know, there is a, you know, we like all right, we grew up in New York, right? We go to the city, we would go to the clubs, right? We go to the hotspots. We go to the hip-hop shows and all that other stuff. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it was work for us, right? We go to these places and everything. Is it our business to go down to the village and go to their clubs and tell them how to do things? And is it their responsibility to come up to the hip-hop club and tell the hip-hop people what's going on in the hip-hop club? You know, where are these lines? Where are these lines? Like, When did it become important? for me to worry about things that don't impact my life. And this is kind of like what those this is kind of like what those conservative people mean when they call these people libtards and all this other stuff. It's like cuz you're involved in this shit. My fucking Wisconsin like mil- milking a cow. He don't have no business commenting on what's going on down in fucking Manhattan. You know, he has no business cuz he's got no skin in the game there. And it's vice versa. I don't have any skin in the game there. I don't. But as a black person in America with all of these same things that this community is like complaining about, that is basically a part of who we are and what our lives are and what we, how we exist. We don't get to ask other people to do the same thing for us. And if we do, then they put on the riot gear and they start beating people over the head. And That was
1: kind of what he said in the special, yeah. right? You know, that's what he pointed out in the special.
0: It's like, like do I is it, am I responsible to be allies to people who have not been to be a good ally to a group or a person who has not been a good ally to me?
1: Well, I mean, what you do is your karma, what they do is theirs. So, if you're into being a good person and and a, and a good ally and just and being aligned spiritually. Then yeah, you're good you're good uh, you're good to those who are good and you're those to those who don't necessarily deserve it. You know, but at the same time when people start asking too much, you know, you got to start weighing it on the scales. Like it's funny that they said they wanted all the triggering they wanted all the triggering artwork off the walls at Netflix. They didn't ask them the, the set of demands. They didn't ask them to, to to scratch the special from the from the listings, but they did want his photos taken down in Netflix offices. Imagine if black people could get every triggering white photo, white person's photos off the wall. It wouldn't be a goddamn picture anyway. Right. No. Yeah. You'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to do something with money because you yeah. have to burn all that shit. You have to burn all the money. You know, when we go into my offices. I'd be like, yo, that dude right there. That guy was a dick. That guy was a dick. <laughs> right. That guy's still a dick. Right.
0: They literally they literally have rallies when they try to pull down statues. Saying, no, this is a part of history. It's not a part of history. It is a part of history. It's a part of racist history in most cases. Most of those statues went up at the time in the 50s when Jim Crow was being challenged for the first time. So those people were put up, you know, those Confederate generals, corporals, all that other shit. Well, a lot of those statues were erected at that point in time to remind the black people to stay in their place. The KKK was only 30 years ago. And that's what they were telling those people at those times because 1920, around 1920 to 1930, that's when the KKK started to dissolve. But there, at a certain point in this country, I think it was something like 40% of white people in this country were card-carrying members of the KKK. This is history. This is the same history they yeah. don't want to it.
1: Oh, we're not allowed to teach I mean, history anymore. Right. So don't worry yeah. about that. I mean, that's going to go away. The president at the time
2: screamed Birth of a Nation at the White House, B. Right. I'm just saying, you know, it, there's a racist spirit that has permeated this country forever.
0: Which president was You know was what I mean? That? And
2: black people have always...
0: Which president that was, was That was Wilson. Okay, so he did yeah. So I want Woodrow Wilson wiped off. The fucking like face of like everything Because that's like He's obviously, he was obviously a racist And you know what they'll come back and say That was the times that we lived in And it's true
1: Right I don't
0: don't understand why people I I don't don't understand why people I don't care what you're I don't care what you call yourself What you you feel about yourself Because, and I don't mean that to insult anybody I mean because the statement is all-inclusive My next statement is all inclusive. I want everyone to understand exactly what I'm saying here at this point in time. At some point, you have to have the hard conversations about everything, not just about gender, about money, about finance, about race, about everything
1: and well the, not, the divorce rate would go would be cut in half if people started having those conversations you're, yeah. you're not allowed to have hard conversations anymore
0: well the divorce rate is still that's going, the problem divorce rate is going to be something it's always going to be fucked up at this point because they don't get married till they're 31 after they've like banged 100 people and didn't really get any
1: didn't really get that's to, good because uh, that means they got some training elsewhere god damn it got, I, I, mean, teach some,
0: them. I mean they got some <laughs> sexual training but a lot
1: of them first time you flip them over and show them this they're like, whoa, <laughs> right. touch
0: when they're 22, when they're 30, they're like,
1: oh, daddy. Oh, daddy, right, yeah, right. You got to give you a...
0: ah! you deserve one for that one. It was just like, you were just running away with that one, just running away. But it's, well, I mean, the sexual experience part of it, I guess that is a positive and everything, yeah. but the lack of relationship building and understanding- well,
1: but because, uh, but also like the hard conversations like sitting down like okay what's your real deal about money like you know we start to make over x what are we doing with that money you gonna save it you're gonna invest it you're gonna blow it all you you need to take two big trips a year like what are we really doing with this money how are we splitting man. it up is my you know most women believe what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine right well that's you, that's just you know in the
0: time yeah and, but yeah you know a round of applause for that well, you, you know, know, it just shows the that they're more fiscally responsible than we are from the beginning.
1: If you can get away with that, good. Yes.
0: But, you
2: asking for a conversation
1: and honesty. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. And that's that, uh, well, that's on, the only way oh. the only way it gets good. That's that's the only way you save the lawyer's fee on the end. If you guys have a good conversation and you're honest.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you're not gonna have those but these people aren't having these conversations. Everything is online. So you can't have it's like this this whole like Chappelle thing. It just seems to me it just seems like it's like it's not even the Chappelle thing. It's like it's everything is all interwoven together. Um, trying to understand someone's position, you're not allowed to when you're not allowed to ask honest questions about it. How the fuck are you ever gonna like you know get you? It's like I'm having a discussion with, say, like hypothetically, Grant. You and I are having a discussion, and we're going to have a conversation about chess, right? Right. And I believe that being aggressive is the way to go with chess. Okay. And Shocking. You believe that being more defensive and being more reactionary is a better way to attack a chess game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I start to say to you, well, I want to explain to you, like, well, if you push your pawns and you do X, Y, and Z and everything, then you're going to get a better reaction. And you come back to me and you say, I don't like the way that you're playing this game. And I'm going to explain to you why it's only going to be this way. And this is the only way to play chess and the only way to be. And I say, well, you know, but what about in this? No, uh, 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 uh." don't interrupt me. I'm explaining to you. What that experience is. As I thought about this today in that thought process, it occurred to me that that's something that a lot of black people feel. We feel when someone asks us or tries to explain our position as black people in America. True. Yeah, Sure. Yeah. You, uh, would, you would agree mm-hmm. with that? No
1: doubt. And I'm sure a lot of women, you know, women who are listening are shaking their head going mansplaining 101. Right. right. But the point
0: is, no, but this is, this is, but we're having a conversation here. Yeah. So maybe they're right. Okay. So, but in that instance, right. When Grant is telling me that this is the best way for mm-hmm. it to go. And the only way for this to go You miss an opportunity to explain to me. But as black people, we're like, you know, a lot of black people in this generation, we're tired of fucking explaining to these same people the same things over and over and over. And in this instance, in this narrow instance, it actually makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense because it's true or because we're black. And we have all been in that situation. We've all made jokes about that situation. Out the gate, the trans community has taken this position. Do you think it's justified for them to have that position? Cause it is a position that we would take as black people. So these are the conversations and these are the idiosyncrasies that can, you know, is there really an exact answer? Is there a concrete answer or
1: solution for all this stuff? No. Cause I mean, Dave Chappelle absolutely started a conversation. Now, are they sensitive that they, that everything gets their ass beat? Everything makes somebody want to punch them in the head based on what's happened in America in the last 50 years. They should be sensitive that almost anything that's said against them inspires violence against them. But at the same time, that's not going to get better. If people don't have these conversations and sort of hash out these differences, if you just pretended that, that, you know, that stuff doesn't exist, it's going to continue just in a different form. Just the same way we tried to bury racism. And it's still, you know, we got Donald Trump after you know, after all that after right. all that Kumbayasing and we got Donald Trump.
0: It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So
1: now burying it doesn't work. Although in the chess example, Grant would have just kicked your ass on the chessboard and then that'd have been the end of it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like well, you guys right. are competing, so he'd have right. been like, Look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna defense his ass. I'm gonna finesse his ass off the off the board, and then he'll see my lesson. He'll see why he wrong being all aggressive.
0: Well, and that's a and that's a very good point though. Because that's how Grant would handle it. Specifically how Grant would handle it. He doesn't have the need to he didn't he doesn't have the need to go out and tell me, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to kick your ass. He would just show me. Or be like right. or really what's more like Grant would be like, well, you could always try to put twenty dollars on it. Right. And see whether or, <laughs> or, right. or, see whether or not you can get through it.
1: how about that how about that (laughs) oh you you think that's the way to go $20
0: says that says different $20 says different you know you put your money where your mouth is so there's always another position and um black people we're we're looked at we're we're compared to we're stopped by neighbors of like white people in white neighborhoods just for like walking by and everything the trans the trans community has a beef you know, it's basically the whole point of this is that the trans community does have a beef, but they're doing it. They're doing. They're going about it in ways that I don't think are really that effective. At the end of the yeah, day I don't think their
1: their beef is really with Dave Chappelle. But don't don't, really don't we all
2: don't we all have beef though? Like don't don't we all have beef? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we're but they're not here hear you, Grant.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I'm they, I'm they, I'm simply saying they not they not the only victims. Yeah, they're
0: not the only victims, but they're the only mm-hmm. ones that matter right now. Well,
1: so, they're they're one of the last great unions in America.
0: They really are. Like
1: Where? as they're, as, as America is killing off unions, the LBGTQ population is one of the last great unions in America. They really like are. they're they're proving that they're a strength in numbers. Yeah, I can't really say. Whether. I want I want to hire their PR firm.
0: I can't really say whether or not I can't <laughs> say whether or not things are better for them are were better for them now or they were better for them you know before and everything i can't be- i a- can't
1: believe that 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 things were better before I but definitely i'm not can. sure it doesn't look like it's better now either like yeah. you're you're measuring you know you're measuring better in thimblefuls right now
0: i'm not really trying to measure i mean as as someone who stands like you know i am a i am a member of a lot of different groups but i don't think i probably am a part of any one community outside of my community of my brothers, you know what I'm saying? In the community of my family. So it's like, I don't really understand what it's like to be in a group of um, people that are supporting each other because of their sexual, because of my sexual proclivity. I'm personally one I've said it before. I, I really prefer, I think that people are really shouldn't in a perfect world. It wouldn't be an issue. It is an issue. But in a perfect world, it wouldn't be an issue. I'm a, I don't really care, like, what you do. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care what you do. You know, and another thing, it made me think about um the fact that all these people, like, with these secrets and everything, it's, this is a community that lived with a lot of secrets. And that's a part of it. It's like when you have to live in that type of a box, you want to just break out and everything. You want to do different things. But I was thinking about you, Rob, and baseball, and Secrets and your favorite yeah. team, the Yankees. And back in nineteen back in the nineteen sixties and fifties when they didn't have TV. You know, they had T V, but they didn't have sports on every five minutes. You got your sports from like the reporter at six thirty and there really wasn't all these news shows. It was a different world completely and totally. They had all different types of things going on. They had swinging in the suburbs. They had free love in the 60s. That was a new thing. Key parties,
1: man. You know,
0: key, Yeah, key parties. That was it. And one of the most famous key parties started between two of your favorite teams, pitchers, Fritz Peterson and Mike Kakich. You know what story I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both pitchers for the Yankees. I don't. I don't. Plug me in. Yeah, they, they were pitchers for the Yankees and two white gentlemen, Caucasians, but, hey, they knew how to party. And oh, so I know where you're going. 1969 and, and uh-huh. in, um, spring training. Yeah, in spring training in 1969. Mm-hmm. No, it, it wasn't them that were. They ended up swapping wives. Oh, okay. Swap oh, families. different. Difference. Made a big hobo hob- because they made a, you know, they did this switch. But do you, were they canceled?
1: Were they canceled, Rob? Uh, the cancel culture didn't exist back then. It didn't exist back then. Now, how would like, like yeah. in 1970, how would you cancel somebody? Like, yeah, you, you have, know, to right, him yeah, you'd have to write them a letter. Yeah, you have to write them a letter. And, you know, they may, or may And you have to it. write everybody a letter. Yeah. yeah. The they only reason you cancel
2: do. culture, the only reason cancel culture is effective is because
1: of social media. Yeah, cuz you can click a button and send it to a million people if you want to. Right.
0: Right. So my point is that these people, like, they literally swap families during spring training. And then one of them ended, ends up getting traded to Cleveland. He had a decent career, uh, but he ended up breaking up with his new wife, the other player's ex-wife. And the other couple is still together to this to this day. And I think they live in, like, uh, Orange, California somewhere. I don't know. I could be making that up or not. You'll have to figure it out. So they divorced and remarried? They divorced and both couples remarried, and one couple didn't make it. They were gone. At, they were done after the year, and the other guy just basically took his wife, and they're still married to this day. So it's like it seems like the other guy just kind of took his wife.
1: That's he didn't episode. take his wife. They right. traded. One, trade. guy, one guy didn't really want to be married. That's why one he was willing to trade his wife, and then two he wound up divorcing his second wife.
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay, yeah. Fair fair exchange is no robbery. But they guess, exactly, but you know, I, but, but Exum is using the language of the patriarchy. Like, which is took his wife. Well, like look, there's property. There's a property exchange going on here. Listen, like they were not. Like the women were not at all complicit in this. Listen, like she didn't. Like she didn't see him in his gray sweatpants one day. I was like, we trading, right.
0: brother? I had no idea <laughs> they were both pitchers. Neither one was known for their bats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. It's not a match, but- Oh, look at this. Now we're doing sitcoms. We're doing sitcoms now. We get a, get a small chuckle and then build it up into aurorous applause. Yes.
0: But, oh, what a wonderful world it was back then in 1969. First, I come into the world. And then after that, these guys actually was actually – Actually, actually sw-
1: they'd, have come, they'd have come first. Spring yeah, training actually, would have been before you right, were born.
0: They actually swapped before I got there and everything. So – they brought me into this immoral world. It's just wrong.
1: <laughs> ah, yes, you were waiting for the ah. You see, well, I, I was. You know, it's, it's sort of like your story falling off the cliff there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is wrong? What do you think is wrong with that story? Because the truth is, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where it was going from the beginning. We started off with my favorite secret baseball team and then well, I got into swapping yeah. wives I and mean, the oh. absence of social you work, media. You
0: work for another baseball team now, and you have for a number of years. So it's like, it would be kind of like you cheating if it were to come out
1: that you. They all uh, know, everybody, everybody within my office knows, and I I believe I've told the story before, that when About we played the, the Phillies. Oh. No, no. When we played the Phillies in 09 and when the Phillies played the Yankees in 09, Alicia Keys and Jay-Z sang New York Empire State of Mind mm-hmm. before game two of the World Series because the field was too wet for them to bring the stage out in game one. Mm-hmm. So game two, right before, before the anthem, whatever, they bring out Jay-Z. And, and I went in our radio booth and I said, look, guys, for the next five minutes, I'm on the other side. When it's done, <laughs> I'm back with y'all. And I was banging my head. They were, I was screaming. Right, right along with Alicia Keys. Wow, I was in it. Wow, you guys, I was fully that, involved. Is that
0: the World Series you guys won? That's the one you guys won. No, no, no. Uh, it was the next year.
1: It's the one we lost. We 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 lo- we won 08 and we lost 09 to the Yankees. Yep, you
0: got that ring that you could use. Can't use that bars anymore inappropriately. It doesn't have the same ring. Maybe you can oh, send it's still, someone I, I, a picture in, like you know, like a. Ring. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Put it. On, put a picture of it on your Tinder account. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're definitely not going that route. What, what does that mean? What, 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 what does this sound mean, bro? <laughs> like, I mean it, it sounds like it it sounds exactly like it's, it's like there like like there's danger approaching right. and right. then right. you know, then X gets pushed off the building. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's confusing. It's the sound of impending doom. It's yeah. like in, uh, cute. in the in the, of, cute. Uh, in the middle of in the uh, middle of what you call it? Uh, no beasts in the wild. It's provocative. Nobody knows what it means. It's provocative. It gets the crowd going. That's right. That's right. That's the whole point. That's
0: the whole point. I mean, I could have been like this. Who let the dogs out? <laughs>
1: Wow, <laughs> oh my man, I went screaming. Who were the dogs out that had an asthmatic dog? <laughs> oh, Did you get that dog is Cain. Listen, <laughs>
2: that, that, dog, that dog's been out in the freezing cold for, for a long time, bro. He
1: can't, he can't. <laughs> You got a sore throat. Well, <laughs> exactly.
2: If, if you want to
0: know the truth, those are actually my cats. I took that get with that, the get, microphone get, myself. Get, get your cats and lozenges. My cats are very tough. <laughs> my cats are dog cats. They're, They're Brentwood cats. <laughs> they Brentwood cats. <laughs> they go to Timberline. Got <laughs> all. all types of stuff. Don't play. Don't play. You're playing too much, Rob. Wow. You're playing too much. Well, you know... I think we've kind of we've kind of like you know, went around. No, no, we haven't. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't. We're not
1: done. I think you know we probably are, but uh, I'm just trying to make sure that if there was a point somewhere that we get to it.
0: Well, it was the point. Is it's easier? It was easier back in 1969 to swap wives with your teammates than it is to tell jokes. In
2: 2021. True, I agree with that.
0: And that statement is kind of like this. <laughs> uh, confusing, <laughs> confusing.
1: Like this is when you need Gordon to come on and explain things. Right, like the electric company. <laughs> You know, they just they just introduced the complex right. theory. Just pause everything. Just pause everything, bring Gordon and somebody and like, what's the matter, Big Bird? I don't know. <laughs> Dave told some jokes and everybody's mad at him. Well, you see, Big Bird.
0: I just want it all over with. I really just want it all over. You know, honestly, it's just it's just too much. They're not doing anything except for making Dave Chappelle richer. They're making him richer. Dude is gonna get paid and paid. Makes me wish I was his cousin or just somebody close that I could just harass him for money. Because he's gonna have uh, so much of it, he's gonna be swimming in it. <laughs> oh, you know, maybe,
1: maybe maybe go buy a house in Yellow Springs, and you know, yeah, right. I think meet on, him near the diner. Meet him near the diner. I,
0: the I, diner. I think he's on you the know. lookout for me
1: specifically. <laughs> You know, have some of the have some of those Delta Delta eights in your pocket. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know,
1: sharing is caring.
0: Yeah. But
1: no and, you know, as he said in numerous videos, yo, if you got some weed, holler at your boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they'll probably be like, these Delta eights ain't worth
0: the 10 million that you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: what? 10 million. Or he might just start a farm. He might just start, might just start using some of that yeah. farmland. There you go. There you he know. might. He might invest in the Delta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, might be nice. You know, what's his name? What's his name? I believe has a Donnell Rawlings. I believe has a weed company now.
0: Everybody's got a weed company now. Yeah. Um. Lots of there's like athletes, there's actors, there's singers, and everything. We're doing like you know we have BBC gummies. You know we're mm-hmm. we're none of those things, but we're making a better product. And that's um, shipping out to, like, people. It's easily digestible. It's, like, a great product that gets you, like, nice. I didn't take it before this show, so don't worry. It makes you, like, not able to formulate your sentences properly. That was something else. That was something that grew in a garden. Um, But the thing is, like, it's the chic thing for everyone to get into cannabis right now. And before that time, you know, I went to the um, Javits Center a couple of years ago and back then there were no brothers in the game there were none and yeah. it seems like a lot of the celebrities are getting into the game now and they're trying to get some of these people in some of these guys in there giving them like percentages and things like that for sponsoring and finance which is
1: still Yeah, part for endorsements. Of the day.
0: Right. And, but mm-hmm. still it's still majority it's still majority white owned products and everything. Well, so you know, yeah. in a
1: country that's majority white yeah, exactly, and especially when you and especially when you look at the resources of capital, then it's extraordinarily right. Majority white, exactly. Uh, overwhelmingly majority white. That's not to be unexpected.
0: It's not unexpected. It's not even a knock on them. It's not even a knock on them. But I just it just like is to, what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But I like to see more. I like to see more entrepreneurial brothers who are just coming out from any place getting into the game and actually making a money and grabbing that market share, because it really is one of the very few places that are, I, I would probably say the only place that's left for true capitalism to actually like spring forth for anyone to actually come and make this money. So why, while it's good that a lot of former players are in the game and everything, I like to try to support people who are a little, who have a little bit less notoriety like myself and others.
1: There you yeah. go. You ever watch Banga Petit? No. What's that? On the Vice mm-hmm. Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Banga Petit is a cooking show, actually. Mm. And the first two seasons, uh, it was these three folks, um, Abdullah, Rai, and Vanessa, and they would bring in a chef and they'd tie it around some theme. So whether it was a uh, you know, Brazilian person, you know, being introduced to Brazilian cuisine, uh, there's this Nonya, this pot smoking granny out in california who hosts these dinners so they had a show with her and just talked about how she got into it and whatever like just all different they brought in brian terry to talk about a more plant-focused health-based approach they get in there they whip up a meal and then they bring in some people at the end to eat the meal and it's all cannabis infused and they have a um they have a pantry a weed pantry that every time they open the door to it and every episode they open the door to the weed pantry and everybody goes oh shit because it's just <laughs> everything Beautiful. you need right? You know, it's everything you need. And whether it's, you know, they have varieties of plants, tinctures, butters, you know, you name it. They got it in there. Well, marijuana. And, and then hemp, they did it as a cooking competition in season three where they brought in three chefs and people judged it. It's good nice, TV.
0: Nice. You know, marijuana and hemp is something that's been underutilized in this country. One of the reasons why it's been underutilized is because the substitutes are the building blocks and ways that a lot of um, America's countries and corporations made most of their m- money. The, the money.
1: foundation of the Rockef- Rockefeller Empire. Yes, exactly.
0: Money. It's it's like hemp has been. Um, it's got. It's really got a bad rat. It could be used for paper. You want to save the. You want to save the rainforest. All you have to do is grow hemp fields, and you can save the rainforest. But
1: you can make suits
0: out of it. You can make suits. You can make clothes out of it. You can make carbon for it on board. You can build houses with it. You can do pretty much everything. And those houses will stay like forever there. And they're renewable. They're renewable. <laughs> so it's like, it's such a great thing to have. And the fact that it's taken this long and it's still going to take long. And my problem with my, pro- well, my problem with everything is that when the, once you try to monetize it, then what happens is that's when you see the shortcuts and you see all the negative and all the bad stuff come in. And they're trying to work their way through it. So it's I'd like, really like more people to take a look at the hemp the hemp and cannabis field. Definitely check out bbcgummies.com. We've got the best gummies out there. If it's in a state where you can be shipped to, we will ship them to you. Unfortunately, New York is a no. And even the Cowboy State said no the other day. How about, how about the
1: Dirty Jurors?
0: Dirty Jurors, I believe, is good. I believe you're Woo! good. I'll let you, boy. I believe you're good. Well, somehow I think that you may have some already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> might have managed to get my hands on a on a good test supply. You might have. You
0: might have. Wink, wink. Anyway, so Born in Trouble, I think we're done today. This is kind of like the beginning of a new season. And I want to say, like, you know, this is like a Musa episode. So it's like all that stuff about fucking Chappelle and what's going on in that other stuff. Let that be the end of that, at least for us, because honestly, no matter how many times they put it up there, or they do different things. I already know what the bottom line is. And the bottom line is Dave Chappelle doubled his paycheck. Thank you. And that's it. Indeed. Indeed. And the rest of it. And. I just really wish that these communities that are oppressed would find other targets. That's really what I wish for them, because it's like at at a certain point, like Dave Chappelle made a very good point. Punching stock, keep punching down on my people. They punch at, They go after black men because they can win because we don't have the infrastructure. There's not going to be any support. So it's like sooner or later, what's going to happen is there are going to be no black men left. And a lot of people would be happy with that end that there are no black men left because like, you know, we're toxic and we're bad and all these other things. And now I really start now I'm really starting to sound like the other people and everything. (laughs) And I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I have a right to exist. You have a right to exist in my space. I have a right to exist in my space. You have a right to exist in yours. I'm acknowledging yours. Are you acknowledging mine? So
1: Are you acknowledging The Knicks space to exist also
0: The Knicks Come on man Come on man The Knicks They just like You know They just gonna disappoint Your Nets guy Just
1: making sure that You're, you're- nah,
0: they, it's a, I don't even bother with the Knicks Because they are just gonna Disappoint them in the end Anywhere You're gonna end up with nothing Knicks fans You already know It's like Dave Chappelle's getting doubled <laughs> The other thing is that The Knicks are gonna end up With nothing at the end you know that. We know this already. Even if they get good, they'll make it to the conference finals, and they're going home empty-handed.
1: A lot of good teams. You know, team I got, got like, three weeks to watch the NBA. I got, like, three weeks to watch the NBA before college basketball starts. So, you know. I'm
0: going to tell you what. Whatever. There's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of good teams this year. You know, I think that, I think that um, 41 and 41 – no shame. There's gonna be a lot of teams that are like bouncing off other teams. We had a we had a, like a change in basketball. You know, y'all know I'm a basketball nut, and I think I know you are not. Yeah, and I know after like a few years ago, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> uh, that's for Rob. Fuck you, Rob. I think. I mean, just. So They've been shooting a lot of threes like for the past couple of years and everybody wanted to be the Warriors, but everybody can't be the Warriors because the Warriors had like three superstar players on their team at one time and a fourth star, you know, and people forget about Klay Thompson or they try to downplay Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson, nice as fuck. You know what I'm saying? They ain't been doing shit. They haven't been able to do shit without Klay Thompson. That's when they went, when the team went kind of like downhill. So stop sleeping on that man. But every other team that was trying to shoot threes, they were just like making their chances of winning worse. You know. That's you know, the
1: analytics though. That's the an- analytics right. is some yeah. dumb shit. The analytics say mathematically, you know, you fire shooting up enough the three threes, shooting a right. three is better. Shooting a three, three is much better than a twenty foot than a than a eighteen foot two.
0: And that that worked for and that worked for exactly precisely one team. In the history of basketball.
1: Well, they're all gonna—they're all gonna try to make it work. I watched Joel Embiid fire up four three-point ba- buckets yesterday. I think he made one of them, but I watched him shoot, throw up four threes. Like, dude, the clock wasn't expiring. Like, there was no need for you to pull up from there, except you know, you plan this modern bullshit game. Well, the change—you know—get your back to the basket and get a bucket.
0: Well, the reason why I bring it up is because, like, I see a change in the game going back to more people like recognizing that those baskets are more important. Is the game going to change like immediately go back to the way it was? And it will never go back to the way it was because these motherfuckers don't even know how, what post play is a double move and everything. Nikolai Jokic, Jokic makes a double move and like fans are like whoosh, mind blown and everything. He faked this way, went this way and then went back that way. Kevin McHale used to right. do that shit 50 times a game and put you in a blender. And that was Mm -hmm. how they win. So it's like if you had 10 Kevin McHales, so the team that I think is actually on to something is Cleveland because they've got all the big players. And they got my man Jared Allen from the Nets. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to J.A. I just like that kid. I like the kid. He came in quiet, he did his job, he didn't complain. He dunked on a lot of people. Not afraid of Giannis. I think that trading him was the biggest mistake the Nets made last year. But they got James Harden, so, you know, is it really a mistake? It just is. But it's going back to, like, a lot of, like, big man play and a lot of inside the three-point gameplay. And I think it makes it more exciting and makes it more interesting. There's more strategy involved. And, you know, um, there's going to be some surprises coming forth. You know what Chris Paul did with the Suns last year. One big man. Anyway, you brothers have tuned me out.
1: I think y'all... <laughs> <laughs> not that.
2: Never I that. Think
0: you brother- uh, Let's be honest here. We're going to go back to honesty here. Uh, you motherfuckers tune me out at minute I, three.
1: I, 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 I did not tune you out. I just I had nothing for it. Like I, yeah. Wait, I mean, y'all... Your, y'all your analysis I, of the NBA was far deeper than I was prepared to go.
2: Yeah, and you know I have you know I haven't watched the NBA since the strike.
0: Yeah, so I I just I've been watching recently because it's like it's really getting more interesting. I see it going back to the game I used to love. You know, I don't know how good that is for the Nets though, actually, because they have some holes in that. At you that think it's, you
2: think it's going back?
0: I think it's, it's, you it's think never, it's going back. It's never going back to the way it was and everything. But a lot of the play is, like changing. You do have a lot of guys that are shooting these long threes and everything. But they can't beat the team. The Bucs, like, proved it to everybody. You can't beat. Uh, They just went out and played regular ball. The Bucs, everybody's shocked that they won because they won playing regular ball. They played inside out. They got Brooke Lopez down low. They got Giannis just trying to, like, dunk on. Every time he gets the ball, he wants to dunk or he's trying to get the ball as close to the basket as possible. And if he didn't get as close enough to get a shot, he's passing out to a three-point shooter. And drew Holiday just broke kids kids down, and he's so efficient he shoots threes and he shoots twos, and he drives the basket they just they just went out there and they beat you like a quality team And middleton he just like he's just got a lunch pail it's like
2: that's that's throwing, the huh that's the guy that looks that's the guy that looks like somebody's uncle's uncle jake
0: yeah yeah-
2: Mid- middleton yeah yeah, yeah yeah i i I watched him
0: he just put that work I think. He puts that work in. And I don't understand fan. I don't understand like I'm a net fan, but I can appreciate the Bucks. I can appreciate other basketball teams and still be a fan of my team. Nowadays, it's like if you like appreciate or you enjoy watching another team play basketball, then they say that there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. They're doing something great over here and everything. So it's like this closed mindedness with sports. Now we get back on topic it's what us back to where it is but anyway born in trouble you know what i'm saying from detroit michigan home of city wings
2: two eight nine six west grand boulevard baby come down and get you some
0: come and get it slow this time with some cigar and a cognac mr grant lancaster
1: that's right Dead that yak
0: and <laughs> from new jersey Home, swamps. That's and the North sopranos. Jersey. And the Sopranos.
1: That's North Jersey.
0: The Sopranos are in. They were also by the. They're North Jersey. The the bigger no, guys not. live it's in your North Jersey. No, they, they live no in that's your all North too. Jersey.
1: Rob, don't all North tell Jersey. me about yeah. your neighborhood. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how this goes. You see how that works. You see how that works. Mr. Robert Brooks, so we're gonna have to take all the Exum pictures down. It's triggering.
0: <laughs> you see, that shows you what, how long I've known this dude. So, so
1: I'm, I, that's, I'm that's taking the down thing. the Vanity Poster. It's triggering now. It's wrong, Rob.
0: Vanity always triggers. Not, not me. the Vanity Poster. She always triggers. Not the Vanity
1: Poster. Oh, the vanity poster yeah like that was his that was his one true love yep. we we must have seen the last dragon like 10 times in the theaters and it got to the point because it's not a great movie no like it's let's be honest right. i enjoy it but it's not a great movie so this dude would fall asleep and every time she came on the screen he would wake up yes like without any prompting from from anybody he would just be like oh oh she's bad oh damn <laughs>
0: yes that was before i discovered I, the city of washington dc it was a year before so you i hope know. we saw it at
2: the brentwood theater
1: playing. absolutely
0: we saw it at the brentwood theater we saw it at the comac theater we saw it <laughs> wherever it was playing
1: exactly but <laughs> lots of times at the brentwood for a buck how could you go yeah, wrong? For, exactly. yeah for a buck man you can't That's beat right. it
0: just course your popcorn born in trouble 34th episode peace